hosted on dimlywit.com. I'm Alex. And I'm Tina. And this is Obsessed Obsessed with the Best. We're two New York City gals who are bringing you the best of the best of all things beauty, wellness, and inspirational women. We've tried it all and can't wait to tell you what's worth obsessing over. Join us each week as we share our favorite products and trends and chat with leading female founders and experts. Welcome to Obsessed Obsessed with with the Best with with Alex and Tina. Tina. Dominique Tubbs of Dom in the City is known as the go-to guide for eating your way through New York City and a food and lifestyle blogger. She's been featured in publications such as Thrillist, Travel Noir, Delish, and Pop Sugar, showing you how to dine in NYC, at-home cooking tips, and more. She's passionate about highlighting businesses from marginalized communities and loves finding hidden gems throughout the city. We are so excited to chat with Dom today. Okay, so Dom, I've been following you on Instagram for a while, and I did not realize until we were prepping for this interview that you're from right outside St. Louis. I am from St. Louis. I grew up in St. Louis. Oh, get out. Yes, I'm I'm here right now visiting my family, and I know you grew up over in the Illinois area. I literally was in Illinois yesterday at Millican seeing my cousin's art show. So it's just like wild. Yeah, so where, like, whereabouts did you grow up? Um, so I was a military brat, which is a term people normally use. So I grew up on Spider Force Base. Um, but the school that I went to is called Mascuda. It's like this very small school in a farming town. Um, but yeah, so I graduated with a class of like 75 people. It was probably the shortest graduation anyone's ever been in, like in and out in under an hour. So. Oh my gosh. I just love that you love St. Louis so much and appreciate it. I feel like I love it more and more every year as I get older. Like I started loving it more after living in New York. Do you know what I mean? Same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I tell people that all the time, like people, I remember when I first moved here and people were like, oh, where are you from? I'm like, well, if I tell you, you won't know. So outside of the St. Louis area. And they're like, oh my gosh, I've always wanted to go to St. Louis. I'm like, that's no one ever. Um, but then when I started going back as an adult, after like living in New York, I had like a different type of appreciation for it. And I think you can agree with me. St. Louis is so different compared to like when I, when like when we lived there, like we didn't have a lot of dining options. It was a lot of like chain restaurants and a drunken fish here and there. But outside of that, it wasn't that much. But now the dining scene has changed so much and neighborhoods have, I mean, part of gentrification is like the changing of the landscape. But like the Grove used to be a spot where you would just go to like late at night for like an after hour bar. But now it's like a place you can take your family and it's like plenty of restaurants. So it has experienced a lot of changes, but I'm thankful for those changes because obviously it provides people with options and jobs. So yeah, that's I'm here for it. So funny. The Grove. I never heard about that. When I was growing up, we would hang out in U City. Like that would be the thing. We'd like go to the pageant. We'd hang out in U City. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad I used to dance at Coca in U City, so I'd like be hanging out there. But like now I talk to my friends, they're like, Oh, we're going to the Grove. I'm like, What is happening? What is the Grove? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Literally, I'm like, what are you going to the Grove for? Like, there's always like two bars, but now like there's like a tiki bar, there's rooftop bars. It's it's wild. Um, and there was actually a restaurant that was featured on one of those Netflix food shows, um, and it was featured on um, on Netflix. And I'm like, that's St. Louis, <laughs> but it's crazy. So cool. Yeah. That's so neat. Okay, so you mentioned that you're a military brat, but both your folks were in the military, right? So I'm yeah. assuming that you were traveling and before you landed in St. Louis. Were you moving around a lot and, and living in different places? And how did that influence your lifestyle today and, and your love for food blogging and content creation? Yeah. So like, just like you, like you mentioned, my mom was Navy. My dad was Air Force. So my mom was actually active duty. My dad was reserve. When she got pregnant, she found out and she's like, well, I'll just go reserve. And he went active duty. So they literally just changed statuses. Um, but I got really lucky um, after I was born. I was born in Ohio. Um, so a lot of my family's from Cincinnati. We then moved to Athens, Greece, which is like an amazing experience. And you would think at the age of like four to like, because I lived there from like four to seven, um, you wouldn't remember it, but like, I remember so much of it. So we lived there. Um, we then moved to Portugal. We lived on the islands, but not the mainland. And then I've also lived in Spain, Italy um, as well, too. So I was like, so used to being the new kid, I would move every three to four years, um, but which is really cool because as an adult, it's, it's a great skill to have being the new person in the room all the time. Uh, but as a kid, it really sucks. But I was lucky because I had a younger brother. So I had like a built-in best friend. Um, my mom, she now works in banking, but before that she was a chef 
And I think it really had to do with like the influence of us traveling so much, exploring different types of foods and cuisines. Like I was telling somebody the other day when I was younger, when we moved back to the States, we went to like get shrimp or something. It was like fresh shrimp. And I'm like, where are the heads at? Because we're like, when you live overseas, like the shrimp is, is whole with the head and the eyes. And so like, it was just really interesting to like learn so much about this taste of food at such a young age and have, have such an appreciation for it. So when I moved to New York, I'm like, I can literally get everything that I want. Um, and as you guys know, there's plenty of food options in New York. So, and we work really hard for our money. So I always like to share with people the ones that I enjoy the most or the ones that like are worth spending your hard-earned dollars for. I mean, your life experience is so cool. You've seen it all. And also one of my favorite people, shout out to my friend, Jason VC, his parents from the Air Force and they moved constantly. And he's one of my favorite people because he is so empathetic and understanding of whoever he's in the room mm -hmm. with, different background, different culture, different life experience. And he can talk to anyone. He's very adventurous when it comes to food because he had that experience that I feel like a lot of people don't get until they're adults. Like they go study abroad, which a lot of times is really shocking or even in college. And a lot of times that's really shocking to people because it's like, oh my God, I remember some of my friends going through, oh my God, I'm not the smartest person in the room. I don't speak this language. I'm not like the cool person. I don't know what's going on. I'm confused. Like, and that's really humbling. That's really, really humbling to people and a really great experience to people. But you kind of had that in the spades. Like you were just rolling with that your whole your whole life, which is That's wild. That's I had to do it. Yeah. yeah. God. Yeah. And also I tell people all the time, like, I think the other reason why I really latch onto food so much is because regardless of where you're from, it's something that we can all talk about, you know? And I think, like I said, I'm always used to being the new kid. So I'm always having to find something like, okay, like what common ground do I have with this person that I just met yesterday? Um, so, you know, I think it's a skill that I'm so thankful for now um, so like when I, I'm so used to doing things by myself, like I've been married for eight years and I still go on solo dates and people are like, that's so weird to go to dinner by yourself. I'm like, actually, it's the best thing it's ever. It's the best. You don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about someone saying, I don't like this, or I don't like that. Or can we share this? Cause I'm not sharing anything. It's just Yes. Me. And you don't have to talk to anybody. You can just sit and enjoy and taste your food. And I love going to dinner by myself. People think I'm crazy Same. too. Same. I, Same. Oh, I've actually, I've gone to a movie by myself too. Oh, that's I, great there's something too. about it. Yes. Yeah. Once in a while, especially in New York, when it's so busy, it's mm -hmm. like that little piece of quiet time feels good. So your mom was a chef. You grew up trying, trying all different kinds of foods. And I heard you say on another podcast, this kind of like all started with Yelp and you are a Yelp elite. So how did it all start with Yelp? And what does Yelp elite even mean for people who don't know? Yeah. So when I lived in St. Louis, I don't think I used Yelp. So when I lived in St. Louis, I was back in like 2012. But then um, I got married. We moved to Philly. And one of my, my job at that time, I was working for a marketing company. We we're doing this like national expansion. And so like, my job was to like go to different states every month, explore the like the, the lay of the land in terms of like competitors and things like that. So I would be living in a state for 30 days, like just me. Like, so I, like I, I would be in places that I've never been before. Like, uh, where did I stay at? Some place in South Carolina, I can't even remember. But I'm like, okay, like, how do I find out? Like, where do I get my nails done? Where do I drop off my dry cleaning? Who has the best happy hours? Where can I have my solo date night? And it's not a creep in the corner. <laughs> so that's how I found me out. And then I was like, wow, I'm so thankful for these people who wrote these like very thoughtful, intentional reviews that like I've been able to come here and now enjoy my experience. So I was like, let me pay it forward and like write a write a review. And at this time, I didn't understand what Yelp Elite meant. Um, fast forward two years later, we now moved to New York um, and I realized like the Yelp elite is like a really big thing. Like people would be like, oh, do you Yelp? I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh, but are you elite? And I'm like, uh, I just Yelp for fun. So I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. And then Yelp, then Yelp starts sending out these emails to people when they like list their location. And they're like, we're having a holiday hangover cruise. I'm like, what is that? And I'm about it. And it's like, a, it was like a two hour cruise, open bar, like 60 different like local vendors food wise. And I was like, okay. So I went. Um, RSVP got in with a, apparently it was some very, very hard thing to do, but I'm like, I just hit the RSVP button and got lucky. So whatever. <laughs> Met some other Yelp leaders and they were telling me like, oh, well, like the great thing about being Yelp elite is like, it shows people that you're very thoughtful about your reviews and your experience and knowledgeable. And you get to attend these really cool events. They happen like six times a month and it's free food. You get to try new restaurants. And I'm like, I always like to try yes. new things. How do I do this? 
signed me up and um, um, they ended up nominating me. I ended up getting in. So I think I've been like elite for like eight years, maybe. I can't remember, but pretty much you can look at elite as people who really take the reviewing like seriously. Like they're normally the people with the very long paragraphs. They're reviewing the bathrooms. They're letting you know how clean they are. Um, But yeah, so that's, that's actually like my start of sharing my food experience. That's amazing. So that led into you creating your own blog and now you're known as Dom in the City. What, okay, you kind of led us into that, but what was the actual inspiration that you were like, okay, I need to move out of Yelp and get my own platform? Yeah, my friends, I, I actually, I tell people this all the time. Um, I actually got tired of my, like, repeating myself over and over. Mm-hmm. Like my friends are like, what's your favorite whatever? What's your favorite whatever? And I'm like, why don't I like put this somewhere else? Like, and I didn't understand the concept of like blogging yet because I wasn't reading other people's blogs. I was like reading like Thrillist and like New York Times just like fruit for food and things like that. My friend's like, well, I'm starting a blog and like you can write about food. I write about fashion and somebody else writes about lifestyle. I'm like, people read blogs. Like that's a thing. <laughs> because this is like 2016 probably. And I'm like, people read blogs still? Like that's a thing? And so I started doing it and my friends were like, oh my gosh, I love, you know, seeing your photos and you talking about these restaurants. But sometimes I get tired of like digging through someone else's site to find your, your content. And I said, oh, okay. And then I was like, maybe I should create my own platform. And I tell people all the time, I sat on my domain and my website for like two years. I made excuses. Like I need a photographer. I need someone to build my website. I need to work out a little bit more. I want to lose 10 pounds. I just made so many excuses. And then my husband, which is always my biggest supporter, was like, I think you just need to jump into this. Like, just, just do it. And I was like, okay. So I'm a firm believer in public accountability. So I told everybody like, I'm launching my website on my birthday. And I think I was turning 33 at that time. So I'm like 12, 12, whatever, whatever, 2017, I'm launching my website. So like, as the day's getting closer, I'm like, I'm like getting nervous, but I launched it that day. And my friends have just been so supportive. And like I said, I, Dom in the city has offered me opportunities that I would not have thought that just by sharing my food experiences would allow me. So very That's thankful. so inspiring. Just really appreciate your niche because I was, we were listening to you on another podcast and I liked what you said about like, so I was reading, you know, delish and thrillless and infatuation and no one's talking about what's happening in the city above 96th street. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. like, hello, McFly. There's like a lot of the city left up there. And Tina, I lived on 172nd for years. I lived in Washington Heights. Tina lives around the Harlem area. Like we have done a lot of exploring up there, but it's so cool that you're kind of bringing in a different area of the city to someone who like lives on 14th street and doesn't go above Columbus circle. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I've, heard, I've, heard, I've had that question so many times. Like people are like, where do you live? I'm like, Oh, I live like in the one thirties. And they're like, Oh my gosh, that's so far. And I'm like, I have friends that live in the 200. Yes. I have friends that live in the Bronx, but I'm always the type of person that I'm willing to go anywhere for good food. Um, I pride myself on like not chasing the food fads, but like telling you the story about like why you should love this restaurant, who the person who owns it is. And then also since I live in Harlem, um, I come from like a long line of business owners and entrepreneurs, I understand the importance of supporting your local businesses, regardless if it's black owned, woman owned, it needs to be supported because if you don't support them, it's going to be replaced by like a Dwayne Reed yes. or a Starbucks. And I'm not trying to be funny. We got enough. Mm-hmm. We have enough. That's why they're 24 hours. But yeah. So like I told you, like I told like on previous podcasts, I just always felt like uptown and surrounding areas were left out of these like lists that were created by these large publications. So I said, you know what, I'm going to make my own list. So I think that's how I became like somewhat of like a food authority for Harlem. And I love showing people why I love this neighborhood so much. Like this has been the only neighborhood I've ever lived in New York and it'll probably be the last neighborhood I'll ever live in New York because I feel so connected. And it's great when you like go to the coffee shop and you know everybody there and you see your real estate agent and you see your personal trainer or, you know, you go to your local watering hole and you get connected with your new doctor that you've been looking for that lives around the corner. So it's just a great community. It so. really is. It really is. Some of my favorite restaurants that I've ever been to are in Harlem. Have you been, have you tried um, Bell Harlem? Have you been to Bell? Yes. Okay. Let me tell you about them. I'm obsessed with them. Like in real life, I love the husband. Uh, yes. I love a husband wife They're duo. friends of mine. They like love. come see me in shows and like they we hang out and they're Melissa and Daryl and they're amazing. Okay, so you've yes. been and have you been to their coffee shop, Inc.? I just had a, I just had a bagel from them yesterday. Like I eat there so much. It is like, I, I placed an order yesterday and I ordered the cinnamon roll, which I tell everyone to get the cinnamon roll. And I forgot to select the icing. Oh, no. Then my husband to go get it. And they're like, we thought it was really weird that your wife did not ask for icing. And I was like, and they're like, we put it in the bag. And I'm like, this is why I, I love know. you. But I love that couple. And Melissa, she's also a Sagittarius. I don't believe in Zodiac signs, but when you're a Sagittarius, I yes. do believe in it. <laughs> 
but she's also a Sagittarius. So I call her my sassy Sagittarius sister. Yes. Um, Cause you know, she's sassy. She's she so sassy. I love her. I love it. But yeah, I, that's one of the businesses that I'm always telling people about like at least once yeah. a week. Um, like I love bagels. I love bows in Harlem. Um, but I also love ink because they're two different types of bagels, mm-hmm. but I love supporting them. Like, uh, I'm, I might order one when I get, I, yeah, I'm actually might, I actually <laughs> might too. That's a really good idea. They make their bagels in house. Oh my, it's unlike anything you've ever experienced. They're so good. Yeah. And Melissa well, and Daryl are just so, Daryl is like unreal. He's an unreal chef. And Melissa, his wife innovative. is so brilliant when it comes to wine pairing. She's a sommelier and they're just, they work so hard and they're so talented. I just, I'm obsessed with them. Tina, you've been telling me about them for a while. I need to, I really need to go up there and go with you. Oh my God. I'm so excited to tell them that I, that I've met you, Dom. I'm like so thrilled. Yes. See, I'm telling you that's, that's, this is enough. This is a perfect example of why Harlem is so amazing because where else do you get to like really meet the people behind this vision or behind this place that like leaves this impact on you, like to the point where you want to tell other people. And that's what it's all about. I know. And that's, that's why I love it it too. And like, I, I never would have expected, like, I would know owners of a a restaurant that I love that are like friends of mine that I'm like, like, like hanging out with. And it's like, oh yeah, my friends own a restaurant, like a very great award-winning restaurant in Harlem. Like it's so cool. But yeah, I don't think you get that anywhere else. Yeah. So I love it now. Wait, are you a Sagittarius? So are we. So Tina and I are both Sagittarius. This is why this is why the energy is flowing mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what it is. I oh know. my goodness. It's, I love it. Twelve twelve. What about everybody else? November twenty third. First okay. day. First day of Sagittarius. Okay. okay. For me. Oh my God. I, I love, love this. I love this too. Oh, this is this is yeah, good. This, this is good. Is it? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So you were mentioning earlier, you were saying just because of what I do, I've gotten to do these cool things. When you look back, mm-hmm. what have been some of the biggest highlights? Like what are the, some of the coolest things, some of your fondest memories of things you got to do because of your blog, your Instagram account? your Yelp. Man, I, I mean, I'm, I'm really grateful for every opportunity. So the list would be very long. Right. Um, but uh, getting to work with like Harlem business owners or just things that are connected to the business or connected to the neighborhood. Like for example, I work with Carver Bank often um, and it is one of the largest black managed banks in the United States. And they do a lot of like giving back to the community, finding ways to make sure that small business owners are able to get loans and get approved for them. Cause the majority of time, if you're a, a first time business owner, you're doing it, you, you have no idea what you're doing. Um, so that's been like one of my favorite things and in like increasing financial literacy amongst people in my generation or just that look like me or we're, you know, we got out of college and we're working. So things like that. Let's see what else. Um, I recently, well, not recently, it was October, but it seems like yesterday. I went on a press trip to Houston, actually never been to Houston. It was my first time going to Texas, which I thought was kind of crazy being this old, going to Texas for the <laughs> After you've lived like everywhere a, in the world. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm like, everyone's like the first time in Texas. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, that's crazy. I don't think I know. Uh, but I went on a press trip and it was really cool because every day was planned down to a tee from like breakfast, lunch, um, an event exercise, happy hour. And I really got to like learn more about Houston and not just like the food, but like the arts, the culture and the history. And like the fact that someone like flew me out to another state and like pay for my hotel and everything. I was just like, wow, I'm so grateful that these people understand the value of my platform and what I'm doing and how me sharing this with others can bring them to Houston. Um, so that's definitely like one of my favorite experiences. And I've got to work with like some of my favorite companies that I've like loved forever, like Panera or St. Louis Bird Co. is what we call it. And uh, that was like one of my favorite collaborations. And, you know, also working with other people who are tied to St. Louis, like Budweiser, um, getting to speak on panels. Um, I mean, the list can really go on, but those are just like a couple of things that have really like scratched the surface for me. And I, I feel like more greatness is coming. Um, but also I had the ability to like kind of switch lanes a little bit from like influencing and blogging into the space of social media management or in consulting. So helping like small business owners who are just starting out and helping them to understand the importance of showing up as your best self online, um, and being very intentional about what you post. So that, that has also been even more rewarding than the influencing and blogging aspects of Dominic City. You are very intentional about what you post. It is not just willy-nilly. It is beautiful. It has a purpose. It has a message. I 
just fully enjoy. Like I know what I'm, I know I'm going to get really good information when I'm scrolling and I watch your story or I'm scrolling through your feed and I'm like, Oh, what's this? Like, I know I'm going to get something really valuable. Yeah. And that's when I tell people like when you do social media, do it with intention. And I will literally take a break. if I do not feel like what I'm doing is intentional. Um, I will, I will not do it if my heart is not in it. And it's funny. My friend the other day was like, you're either a hundred percent in it or like a zero percent not in it. And you're like, it's a no for me. <laughs> So that's just how I, that's how I work. And I think that's how everybody should work. I don't think you should just go through the motions just to go through the motions. Um, and I tell people everything that you should do should be intentional, like down to like, how do you get to where you need to be like on the train, like get in the first car so you can go off the stairwell. Yes. Like, I'm like, I just always think about, I'm planning things down to yes. the T. And it's just like my, it's like my type A personality, but. Well, yeah. and that authenticity and that being so genuine is what is so appealing to, you know, everybody to come. And it, that's what makes us trust you as a, as a valuable resource. Cause you're not going to just post something just because you need, you need content for the day. You know, it's going to have mm -hmm. meaning behind it. So you, we're lucky enough to have you as a resource for the best local businesses, female owned businesses, black owned businesses. Where are you get? what are your resources? How are you discovering these oh, places? Man. That's a really good question. Um, sometimes I just like, I keep my ear to the ground, but I will like, Definitely. I, I would love this opportunity to like just shout out some other accounts that I feel that bring value Please. to me. So one is the Curious Uptowner. That has to be like my favorite Harlem based Instagram account. And I tell people like, if you're not following the Curious Uptowner, I don't know what you're doing, but do it. It's worth the follow. They're always like in tune to like what's getting ready to open. Uh, when is it going to open? Who owns it? Or events about town. And then um, I love a good mini bar at home. So when it comes to like cocktails and like learning more about it, my friend Camille and her name is the cocktail snob underscore. And she's based uptown actually, even farther uptown than me. Um, and she's just like, I mean, she's, we both started our blogging journey at the same time. And now she's about to be a published author, but she's like always putting me on to like the newest bars. And I'm like, well, if it's Camille approved, I need to go. Um, I think also like I just scour across the internet and just I'm, I'm I, always, I always tell people I'm curious and I'm nosy mm -hmm. so um, and also like sometimes I'll just be walking and this is the great thing about me and my friends we'll be walking and we'll be like that place looks cool let's just go in and we just go in and then next thing you know I'm talking to the bartender I'm learning about the business I'm now meeting the owner I'm, I'm in the DMs kicking with the owner now but like that's just like how I, I just kind of like move across like social media and in real life I'm just really curious and I'm always just asking questions so that way I'm getting the information straight from the source and then sharing it with with my followers yeah you're a researcher who leaves room for spontaneity I feel like I just, that really hit home for me. I feel like that's exactly how I work too. Like I like totally get that. Okay. Can you give us some of your top New York city recommendations? Just like the first few places that come to mind. Like, where are you going to go? Where are we going for brunch? For example. Hmm. Um, so for brunch, I always, people always, I know you guys know this. Anytime someone comes to New York, they're always like, I want to go to brunch. Uh -huh. I'm always like, okay, but what vibe yes. do you want though? Um, I always feel like Hotel Chantel is like something you always have to do at least once because it's like the quintessential New York brunch. Um, if I'm uptown, I'm normally going to be like at Vinatieria because I think their, their, their brunch menu is solid. You can get everything from a burger to a steak. Pancake. Their olive oil cake um, is yes. out of this land. It's mind blowing. It's so good. It's my favorite. Save room. I always like eat a little bit less dessert or di or dinner so I can have yes. the cake. That's always cheat code number one. Um, also, I love Hotel Morris. It's in Chelsea. It is directly off the one train at the 18th stop. And they have these cinnamon roll pancakes that I cannot stop thinking oh about. And I'm always like setting my alarm for like eight o'clock in the morning so I can be like the first person down there because I love to be the first person for your brunch. That's mm -hmm. me. I'm like a little old lady. I'm like <laughs> newspaper and all. But um, yeah, so Definitely Hotel Morris. I believe they have like rosé on tap, which is never a bad thing. Um, they have a beautiful indoor and outdoor dining um, section. So those are like my my top picks for brunch. Vinatieria, Hotel Morris, Hotel um, Ch Chantel. And then if I'm in Brooklyn, I'm, I'm hooked on Kokomo because they have solid cocktails and their brunch portions are huge. Like you'll probably need to get a takeout box. So those are just a couple of my brunch spots. I'm I mean, a couple, sense. I feel like you could list like 20. <laughs> so we're scraping the tip of the iceberg yeah. here. Okay. <laughs> so what would be like your top two drinks and apps? Like meet your friend for cocktails and an app. All 
All right, so I've been on this Lido kick because, you know, I'm uptown. Lido has a really good happy hour menu, but it includes food, which is not as common anymore. And they have this cheesy garlic bread. But you know, like when you get garlic bread, it's only like a hard melted cheese. This is like, it's just like creamy. It's like, I don't know how they do it. I don't ask any questions. I just order it. Um, so I normally have like several glasses of wine and then the garlic oh. bread. So it's like the type of garlic that like lives in your chest for like 24 oh, hours. That's uh, my favorite kind. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because I mean, if you're not eating garlic that way, what are, what you, are doing? you doing? What's the point? That uh, means it's not yeah. even fresh and we need fresh. We deserve fresh garlic yes. all the time. Um, so that is definitely one of my favorite happy hours. Um, keeping it local. I also love Bixie. I feel like you can find me at Bixie at least twice a week. <laughs> And I believe they have all day happy hour, like on Monday or Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday, I believe, yes. but they have a very active social. So you'll always know what the deals are. So that is another one. Um, I'm trying to think what else am I, what am I, what else am I loving for happy hour? I've been on this. I just got a membership to Soho house Ooh, because I became part of the membership committee. and I'm on a, I'm on a picante kick, like hardcore. So if any restaurant has a spicy margarita or a spicy mezcal mm-hmm. drink, I'm there. there. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. A salty mm-hmm. rim. I need it. I love that. Mermaid, cow. Mermaid Inn. They're spicy margs. Yes. Solid. Really good. Oh my god. Yeah. And I, I'm the type of person I'm like extra spicy. Yeah. Please. Oh man. Yeah. I love some spice too. We've all seen the headlines in the news of how someone lost their life in an act of cold-blooded murder. And while it's sad and grabs your attention, most people go on with their day without giving it another thought. But have you ever stopped to think about the life of the person at the center of the news story? They were more than just a headline or a statistic. They were someone's loved one or friend. I'm Mike Morford, and my podcast, The Murder of My Family, dives into some of those stories to help listeners get to know the person who was lost and how their death affected those closest to them. Listen to The Murder of My Family everywhere you listen to podcasts. There are well over 100 episodes to binge on now. If you know Tina and I, you know that we love therapy. We honestly don't even know how we would have gotten through the last two years without our weekly therapy sessions. BetterHelp offers easy, affordable, and convenient access to therapy. First of all, you don't even have to do any of the research, which can be the hardest part because they do that work for you. They will literally match you with a therapist in under 48 hours. Second, you don't even have to leave your home because BetterHelp offers video, phone, and live chat sessions. Honestly, it's always a good time to invest in yourself and in your mental health, so give it a try. And see for yourself why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. We have a special offer just for our Obsessed listeners. For 10% off your first month of professional virtual therapy, go to betterhelp.com slash obsessed. That's betterhelp.com slash obsessed. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. We are sponsored by Ombre Lab. Are you struggling with bloating, moodiness, constipation, or weight gain, and you just can't figure out why? Well, the answer could literally be in your gut. Your gut contains trillions of bacteria, both good and bad. And when your body doesn't have enough of the good bacteria, the bad bacteria flourishes. When this happens, it can cause all kinds of symptoms. Ombre Labs makes it really easy to check on your gut health by offering an at-home test that can measure your bacteria levels. The test will ship right to your door with easy to follow instructions, and then when you get your results, they'll give you a detailed breakdown of your gut bacteria, let you know what foods to eat more or less of, plus you can get personalized probiotics to heal your gut with a subscription. I've done the test myself, and personally, it was the easiest thing ever. No doctor's appointments, no scheduling when you can get to the office. They send everything right to you, and then you just pop it back into the mail, and you get your results. So if you want to start feeling better, visit tryombre.com obsessed to get $30 off of your test. That's T-R-Y-O-M-B-R-E dot com slash obsessed for $30 off. Thank you to Ombre Labs for sponsoring this podcast. Okay, wait, hold on. Let's put a pin in that. We, how is the membership to Soho House? Like, tell us all of the things. Um, okay, so I've always been a forever plus one to Soho House. Yeah. Forever, forever. Um, there's a total of three houses in New York. So there's like the, the first one, which is a meatpacking. There's Ludlow and then there's Dumbo House. Um, I love Ludlow, like love. It's it's just like a little bit more laid back and chill. Um, the, but I think what, I, what really sells me on Ludlow is the food because I have a restaurant called Ducks Up. So it's like an Asian fusion restaurant. They have the best Peking duck I've ever had in my life. Like 
And you can't take photos in Ludlow or Soho House. So I, uh, I have no photos of these things. Yeah, they have, they're really strict. Well, yeah, it's, I think what it is, is like, since it is like a members only space, I think they're trying to protect the privacy yeah. of others. But I always want to take a photo of this duck for people so they can see it. Just like they like slice it and like they put it on this plate in this circular Oh my gosh, it's just crispy on the outside, moist on the inside. And it tastes good just like even the next day because yeah. I took them home. But yeah, so I've been obsessed right now with Ludlow. But I, I think it's, it's a great place for creatives. It's a great place if you like to co-work, if you work remotely. So I find a lot of value in it. And also I just get to connect with other people who are in a similar space as me, or maybe not even a similar space as me, which is one of the things I love doing. It's like meeting people who do other things like I have so much of appreciation for podcasters because you guys are doing the Lord's work, honestly. <laughs> Thank you. Because you have to record, then you have to edit, and then you got to promote, and then you got to keep promoting, and, and then you got to maintain websites. It's, it's a whole other job. It's a job. full-time job, yeah. So, it's so funny. I, I love that you say that. I love that you say that because I know so many people are like, don't you just hop on? And then you just like forget about, you know, people who aren't in the creative space. But I always say the most fun and the easiest part is what we're doing right now. Yes. Like this is like the fun part. Yes. The work part is yeah. all of the other things that you just described. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really big on like breaking down to others who may have may not be in the creative space. So they understand like the work that we do is not just as simple as point and click and go and then post. You know, it's not just like recording this here and logging onto a Zoom. There's more that goes on beyond mm-hmm. that. And that's why, you know, that's what makes a successful platform you know people who are sticking to it being consistent providing value things like that so kudos to you guys but that's why I love going to places like Soho House because I get to meet people who are in different lanes than me um like chefs podcasters Mm -hmm. photographers like it's just great so are you like really doing it like are you like at the pool party like with a cocktail like in your suit like you know what I mean like I'm picturing you like looking fabulous at the pool with like a swimming yeah. full like outfit so probably I told I, I, this has been like the running joke I told everybody this summer I'm gonna be WFP working from the pool yes. that's gonna be my new thing yes <laughs> working from the pool with the picante in my oh. hand um but yeah, I, I mean, you know, like only two of the houses have a pool. So only Dumbo and uh, the one in Meatpacking have a pool. So Lebo doesn't have a pool. I'm not really like a pool girl or like a swimming person. Got it. So I, mean, I might wade in the water with a picante. Yeah. But, that's, but I'm definitely going to be trying to catch like some sun and some breeze oh, off mm-hmm. the pool or something. But yeah, this summer, is, I feel like this summer is going to be like, it's going to be a lot. I feel like I tell I told my friends I'm like you know what I feel like this summer like a lot of the restrictions have been lifted in New York I was like so you, you need to do things like make reservations well in advance don't walk up to a restaurant expecting to get in and like don't get upset if it's a 30 minute wait so uh, I think this this summer is going to be the summer for the book definitely I feel the same I think people are going to be out they're already out now yeah right. I'm so <laughs> right. glad I'm like okay yes let's get back let's have our let's let's get back to going out and those restrictions lifted i'm i'm ready i think we're all ready good lord yeah i mean i think i have like three trips lined up like for this year so i'm like i'm like yes. ready i'm like let's yes. go <laughs> okay so you're working from the pool this summer um and a lot of people think that you're a full-time food blogger but you like us have more than one job what's what is the other part of your of your life and what's what's your other job and and what are you going to be working from the pool doing uh yeah well i, I work for a company called squarespace um, and it's funny because I was actually a customer of Squarespace for like seven years before I even started working there. Um, I work in our operations team. So I manage the lovely people uh, that you chat with and email in when you have questions about your website. Um, I've been in the tech space for like, I don't know, like seven years. And I, I really enjoy it because it's so innovative. And working in the tech space has taught me a lot about running my own business or like building something from the ground up. It's taught me to be a better problem solver, critical thinker. So um, people always ask me like, will you ever like quit working and like do this full time? And probably not because I'm a person who likes balance. Um, I'm a person who likes like challenge. So like trying to figure out like how am I going to get all these things done today? What matters the most? What can I deprioritize and move to tomorrow? Um, but yeah, so I, I work specifically in the space of people management. Something that brings me joy is developing, developing people professionally, showing them how to bring their best self to work getting them to the next step in their career. So 
So I, I really enjoy that that aspect of my job. So that's probably why I will be a people manager forever. I love that. I love that. Yeah, because Alex <laughs> and I do multiple jobs. And it's not because we can't do just one. It's because we enjoy so many different things. And I think sometimes we get pigeonholed into like, you have to be this one thing. And it's like, no, you can be mm-hmm. multiple things and be successful at all of them. Yep, it's so true. And I always tell people, you know, I think in the in the world that we live in right now, I always tell people, social media is what people want to present to you. And I think so many times we see other people on social media and they're like, oh my gosh, they're doing this full time or, and you have no idea if they have help, if they have a virtual assistant. So I always tell people like, keep that type of stuff in mind when you're comparing yourself up against others, if they're not being transparent about the team that they have possibly. So, but I, I enjoy trying to juggle it all. Um, and I know people always ask me, like, how do you get it done? Like, and I'm like, I sometimes I don't. Sometimes I just lay in my bed all day and watch Netflix. And it's okay to take a day off and like, uh, and also rest as well, too. So, and I think I'm really in tune with my body when I know my body is like, I need a break mm-hmm. or my social meter is running empty. You need to take a day to yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's always something that's really important to keep in mind when you're trying to juggle. Like all you said, things. balance. It's all yeah. about balance. Yeah. I I like what you said about people not being transparent or being transparent about their social media teams. Some of the people I follow that I love are because they're so transparent about my social media team. This is the girl that shoots. This is the lighting. This is the, and I think that's cool. First of all, it's cool to know when you're comparing because like you can't compare when someone has a five person team and you have you, you know, but Mm -hmm. I also think it's like, oh, that's aspirational. Maybe one day I'll have, you know, I, I really, really appreciate that. So what are some of the systems or kind of the things that you use to manage your time that really you find work for you in balancing kind of the business part of your life and the creative blogging part of your life? Oh man, so I'm super old school. So a good old handy dandy planner. I swear by my planner. I think it goes with me everywhere. If I'm going to happy hour, mm-hmm. I bring it with me too. Oh my God, I'm um, the same person- way. I, am too. I can't, I cannot do like the calendar and the phone. It's like, no, I want to write it down. I want it to be color coded. I want to hold the yes. planner in my hand. Like I'm like Bible. that with books too. Yes. Like I can't even do a Kindle. It's like, I want to hold a real book. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. I, and I love color coding. I like throwing some stickers yes. in there. Um, I love like mapping out how much time do I need in between the like travel, giving myself a 30 minute buffer so I can grab a coffee. So definitely a planner. I still like have my electronic calendar in my iPhone as well too. Just like if I'm like, I can't take my planner with me, I always have it. So I know what I'm doing. Um, I love Asana. I, I, I use it for a multitude of things. When it comes to like, I need to refresh my, my social assets and what, what do I need to refresh? Um, I use Planoly for Instagram for like scheduling posts. I think that's like a lifesaver because I, I think when I, when I first started uh, blogging, I would post like six times a week and I really learned that that was not sustainable over time. It was sustainable at that moment because I was able to use Planoly, but now I just feel like I'm more in the space of like trying to live in the moment and enjoy it. But that's also why Planoly is now so beneficial to me because I can post about it it sends me a reminder that I posted. Now I can go engage. Do you do any kind of like time blocking? So like, okay, you're working something nine to five. Do you have like, okay, Saturday I'm doing content creation day. Sunday I'm editing. Like any sort of thing like that? Yeah. So what I what I typically do is like I do time blocks and I also track how long it takes me to do certain tasks. So um, sometimes I will schedule posts for like Twitter, Facebook and things like that so I can keep them active. So I'll take like, okay, 30 minutes, you're going to sit down and you're going to plan out two weeks worth of tweets. And typically these tweets are me like retweeting previous blog posts that I had wrote um, so people it can continue to recirculate. So that's an example of me like saying like, I know it takes me an hour to do this. Um, or I'm going to sit down and plan out my social media for like the next six posts, which is two weeks. And I'm going to go write my my captions and I'll give myself like two hours to do all that and research hashtags. Um, sometimes I'll give myself an hour just to research about new systems that are coming out, new things that Instagram's doing because it's always doing something it's new. It's always um, doing something new. Always. Like every other week. Yeah. And then sometimes I'll, I'll even put time in my calendar to clean out my inbox. Like, did you check your email? Like literally the notification. Um, staying on top of emails. Um, I also use a system called Streak um, for email management. And the reason why I use that is it reminds me to follow up with people if they haven't followed up with me. I need a reminder for everything in life. Ditto, same. Um, yeah, so I even use it. I mean, the great thing about Streak is like, it's like this flow chart and you can like put your emails into different pieces of the flow chart. So when I work with brands, 
like there's a box that says like introduction, beginning conversation. And then when we move over to negotiation, I can put them in that box. When we move over to creating assets, I can put them in that box. When they paid me, which is my mm-hmm. favorite part, I can put them in that box. So like, it's a constant thing that I do. I always tell people, if you find yourself doing a task at least three times or more, you need to find a way to automate it or you need to find a way to make it more efficient. If you have, if you feel like you're forgetting to follow up with people, set a reminder to follow up mm-hmm. with people. I love that. Yeah, like nip that in the bud. Like what's the pattern mm-hmm. here? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're very, you're very mm-hmm. self-aware. And I just, I really love your, your mindset. It, it feels like you don't have a big ego about this at all. Like you're always just like, how can I improve? How can I be better? Yeah. And, and that's what I was telling somebody the other day. Like, I'm not a person who makes resolutions. Um, as it begin, at the end of the year, I look back at the, the, the last year. I'm like, am I better than what I was last year? I'm also a person that does self-reflection very soon. <laughs> so I'll do something and I'm like, that could have been better. Here, 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 here. And that is, sometimes it could be, it could be stifling or to your creativity because you're always thinking about like, I did that, but how could it be better? But I'm always in the mindset of like improving myself constantly. So Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it can be inhibited. Well, but, you are yeah. so impressive. You're doing so many amazing things and you are so smart and efficient and intentional. Back to that word intentional. It's really very inspiring to hear you speak and 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 let us know, you know, that there's work behind what you're doing. It, it takes work to be creative and to, you know, follow your passions and do mm-hmm. do what you do. What what are your dream? What's next for you? And what are your dreams and goals for Dom in the City and beyond? What's what's happening next? Oh man. Um, so next, I have a couple trips that are coming up specifically just for food. So I'm going to Chicago, which is one of my favorite cities. Um, Love I always Chicago, tell people yes. like, right? It's like it's a it's our backyard to St. Louis. Four and a half hours if you're going at least eighty the whole way. <laughs> yeah, um, five, that's exactly right. Yeah, it's like five if you're not trying to get caught by Illinois State Troopers. <laughs> Um, so, um, I'm excited cause like this trip is just about food. So it's like me exploring the food scene, uh, for like locally owned businesses, new businesses that just opened up. Like I'm going to a new winery that's just opening up. Um, also exploring arts. So like, I want to go to like the aquarium and then, um, I want to go to a couple of art shows they have going on. Um, and then I have a trip coming up for Jamaica, which I'm really excited about cause I've actually never been to Jamaica. So I'm, I'm excited to like share the food with you guys there and the culture, so I'm, I really want to make sure that like I'm exploring outside of New York more often. Um, and I also want to show people not just like international, but also domestic, because I know like sometimes people have the ability to take an international trip and sometimes they don't. But I want people to know like, hey, if you just want to go to Austin, like here's the great places for you to eat. So I really want to make sure it's like inclusive when I include like my, my travel plans. Um, things I would love for Dom in the City. I would love a cooking show, but like a light, fun cooking show. Like I don't want... I always say like New Yorkers, like you lose me at after 30 minutes prep and cooking time on a recipe. Same. So same. like I want something quick. I'm the queen of one pot meals. Oh, love yes. a one pot lasagna. Love. Um, but yeah, I would love a cooking show. I would love for like me and my mom to be on there. Uh, that way we can like, everyone has someone that they can relate to on the show. Like you can watch it with your mom. Um, Cause she's just like a woman that is, she's always, she's always taking something that's so simple and like reinventing it and making it something grand. Like one of my favorite dishes is like fried corn. Some people will call it cream corn, but it's not exactly the same, but she'll put like jalapenos and like, and like squash and zucchini in it. And I'm like, what made you think to do this? And like, and then cook it in like bacon fat. And I'm just like, this is just amazing. Okay. So like, she just so good. Yeah. I want this show. She just elevates things. She just elevates, like everything she does is elevated. And that's what, and that's one of the reasons why I learned, like, for example, I think people think of soul food as something that's like covered and smothered. But I learned from her that like you can take dishes that have always been within your family and elevate them. So like when she makes fried chicken, it's like elevated. Like it's like partially fried, partially baked, not as greasy, still all the seasoning. But everything she touches is just like, I'm like, how did you come up with it? And she's never a woman of like, it's one cup of this. It's like a dash of that, a dash of that. I'm like, I need you to yes, write it down. It's true. Yeah, I mean, but she's just, it's, it's an art. It's really an art, that, that kind of cooking. It's, yeah. I'm so amazed yeah. when I, I meet people like that. Yeah, it's just all in her head. Yeah, yeah, when I meet people who are recipe developers, I always tell people recipe developers have some of the hardest jobs because like you literally have to create a recipe out of thin air and you have to know what you're doing. And so I have so much respect for many people, but recipe developers, I appreciate them. And recipe testers. I would love to be a recipe tester. (laughs) Same. 
I have to take a break and talk about how much I love Plant People. Plant People makes doctor-formulated CBD and mushroom tinctures, gummies, serums, and lotion that will help you optimize your health. Personally, I'm obsessed with the Sleep Drops and the Soothe Restorative Body Balm. The Sleep Drops are a healthier alternative to melatonin to help you relax and fall asleep without feeling drowsy the next day. And the Soothe Balm is my go-to for sore, tired muscles and my secret weapon for dealing with cramps. So for 15% off your first Plant People order, use code OBSESSED at checkout or tap the Plant People link in the show notes for this episode. So as you probably know, two of my biggest passions are clean beauty and supporting female-founded brands, which is why when it comes to makeup and skincare, Beauty Counter has been one of my favorite go-to brands for years. Their makeup looks incredible and their skincare really truly works. Plus, their ingredients are all non-toxic and they're certified by the Environmental Working Group. My current obsession is their vitamin C serum. It also has turmeric in it and I feel like it just keeps my skin hydrated and glowy all day long. So, if you'd like to do some clean beauty shopping with us, go to beautycounter.com obsessed. What are the perks of shopping with Tina and I? Well, first of all, we can answer all of your questions about what to buy, and there might even be some free surprise beauty gifts in your future. Straight from your gals and obsessed with the best. So visit beautycounter.com obsessed, or just scroll down to the bottom of the show notes for this episode and tap the beauty counter link. Happy shopping. <laughs> Well, I can't wait to follow your travels and I would definitely watch this cooking show. Same. Like even if it's like, if it started on Instagram live or anything, I'd be tuning in. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. So another thing I really want to ask you is I feel like you're a person that people go to for, okay, where can I shop a black owned business if they want to support a black owned business? So for our listeners, if someone's home and wants to shop online, what are some of your top cool recs that you love when it comes to black owned businesses? Oh man. Um, let's see. We'll start with coffee. Um, I love Boston coffee. She is, of course she started out as e-commerce and now she has a brick and mortar. She's in New Jersey. It's in Newark, New Jersey, which is like a cool 15 minutes from Midtown. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like run through my head right now. Uh, I have a lot of black owned spirits on my bar. So Shinju whiskey, which is a Japanese whiskey. Very great. Love it. Um, my favorite cocktail is shaking it with an egg white lemon. Ooh. juice and simple syrup yep uh that's one of my wow. favorites um uncle nearest um i have a lot of black owned spirits on my bar let's see it's funny because me and my husband were just talking about like how half of our house is black owned and now i can't <laughs> right that's all um, i know we totally put you on the spot i know I'm, I'm like on the spot um partake cookie which is great i recommend to all my friends who have like allergies or allergens that they can't you know indulge in and they're also vegan as well too and now they're sold inside of target you can even find them at Whole Foods and Trader Joe's. They're all yes. over the place. Uh, that is one of my favorites. Um, when it comes to lipstick, I say the lip bar because it's literally right here um, next to me. She's a black woman that was on Shark Tank. Shark Tank turned her down. And now her brand is everywhere from Target to Walmart. Yes. Like, it's crazy. So once again, I always tell people, don't let other people tell you no. This is a perfect mm -hmm. example why you don't do that. What else? I love a company called, because I'm looking at my duffel bag right now. Um, it's called Glamaholic. She's also a Black woman that is uh, from Detroit. She makes everything from purses to backpacks to duffel bags. Like, I literally own too much <laughs> of her um, collection. My husband's like, no more. <laughs> we don't have any more space. Um, that's, yeah, those are just a couple of Black-owned um, products. But like I said, I also, like, you know, I try to make sure I create these guides. And I'm like really intentional about when I shop with people. So when I create these lists, they're like people I've already shopped with. I enjoyed my customer service experience. Um, and I believe it all, always should be shared. So I always update my guide as well. That's so nice. Great. Those are, I, I, I want to check out Lip Bar for sure. That sounds amazing. I know. I, yeah. I want to check out all of I those. Know. Yeah. And what I love about Lip Bar is when you go on their website, they show you the color on multiple like shades yes. from like different ranges from like fair to like deep dark which is really nice to see like, what does this color look like on yes. everybody instead of just one Yes, person. I want more of that in all of the like e-commerce stuff, like different body shapes and, mm -hmm. and see different shades and like, let's let's expand the range and not make it just, one, again, not just one thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, before we let you go, we've got a few rapid fire questions. What is the best thing that you're reading or watching right now? The Gilded Age on HBO. I haven't watched it yet, but I need to. I, it's been on oh, my yeah, list. Okay. I heard it's amazing. Yeah. Okay. What is really your current nighttime moisturizer that you're using 
current nighttime moisturizer. So I actually use Black Girl sunscreen because it actually is a moisturizer. Um, it's funny that you guys asked this question because me and my friends were also talking about our skin routine yesterday. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're like over happy. Hour. We're like talking about like all of our steps. I'm like, first you cleanse <laughs> and then you use your toner and then you use your, your serum because we're getting old ladies. Uh, <laughs> and then you moisturize. So yeah, but I use a Black Girl sunscreen. Um, you know what's crazy is as a food blogger, people always want to send me skincare products. And I'm just like, you know what? You can send it because serum is yeah, expensive. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> No, take it. It is, And it's so fun to try, yes. isn't it? I mean, I mm-hmm. feel like they're like, it's like little toys when I get stuff. It's like, oh, what can I try next? I get so excited. Yeah. What is your go-to cocktail? Um, French 75. Good answer. Ooh, those are so good. so good. Okay, best advice you've ever received? Never tell yourself no. Oh, I like that. Perfect. I like that. I like live by that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like that. Who is a woman either online or in your life that is currently inspiring you? I'll definitely say my friend Camille, which I mentioned earlier, the cocktail snob. Um, I, like I said, we, we started blogging together and I remember like we would have like these blogging power hours and just to see how much she's grown. And I feel like her growth has been so fast, but it's fast because she invests in herself. Like when I'm out at happy hour, she's like, I'm at home shooting content. And I'm like, you know what? That's why you're about to be a published author. Um, <laughs> so I don't know, but she like, she's so inspiring. Like I've, I've seen her work with like large companies, like Lipton, green tea, like she's found ways to take green tea and like put it into a cocktail. She's worked with HBO. Um, and she also works full time. So like just to see her being so dedicated to her craft and like see her move from like just doing photos to video as well too. And like, she's always upping the ante like every time I see her and it's just so inspiring, but she's also so down to earth when you meet her. She's exactly how she presents herself online, offline. Um, I so. can't wait to start following her. I know, same. I mean, really though, this whole episode, I'm gonna have to listen back and take a million notes. I, know. I can't wait to check out literally <laughs> everything you mentioned. Okay, so where can we find you online? Where are we following you? Where are we following you on Instagram, the blog, the guides, all of it? Yeah, so I'm Dom in the City on every platform. So that's D-O-M, the letter N, T-H-E-C-I-T-Y. I'm on Twitter. I feel like Twitter's where I share all my thoughts. Like it's like, it's like there's no filter. Uh, I'm definitely on Instagram. I'm on Pinterest if you like pennies. Yes. Um, and I also have a website, which is just dominacity.com. Amazing. Nice. And we'll link everything below. Yes. Dom, thank you so much. We could talk to you all day. This has been such a joy. Really thank has. you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this has been amazing. Thank you guys so much for having me. You're the best. You're the best. Thank you. Don't forget to follow, rate, and review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And for more content, make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, Patreon, and give us a follow at Obsessed with the Best Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Hosted on dimlywit.com.